welcome to the Lifehouse Church Beloved Podcast. My name is Lena Hobson and I'm here with Carolyn Thomas and Sam McKee. Hi. So we're continuing on with our series on um, Chapter 3 of the Book of Philippians. Um, And last week we we looked at verses 1 to 2 and we we spoke a bit about Paul's writing um, to... He was writing to, to protect the, the Philippines from some false teaching that was coming in where they were, you know, um, religious or self-righteous or Pharisee um, type people who were, were bringing in laws um, on top of the gospel. So they were, they were bringing in false teaching, which is really dangerous um, to do because, you know, when you're saying that, you know, your faith in God's grace isn't sufficient... You are, you know, you're you're mucking around with people's salvation, and you know you can get to the point where Jesus may say to you, um, "Depart from me, I did not know you." So this is why this teaching from Paul is 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 really important, um, and it's so important for us to understand the foundations of the Christian faith, so that we ourselves are not led astray. Mm. So we're going to be looking today in at Philippians three verses one to nine. Um, So I'm just going to read that now. Further, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. It is no trouble for me to write the same things to you again, and it is a safeguard for you. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his Spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh, though I myself have reasons for such confidence. If someone else thinks they have reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law, a Pharisee, as for zeal, persecuting the church, as for righteousness based on the law, faultless. But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. Right, and I'm just going to reread verses 2 and 3. Watch out for those dogs, those evildoers, those mutilators of the flesh. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus and who put no confidence in the flesh. Can I just say, um, before we go into the questions, that, that we, we spoke about last time where Paul was um, talking about them calling them dogs and those mutilators of the flesh. He was talking about that circumcision group that we're trying to say to the Christians that they needed to be circumcised so they needed to put all these you know, um, works and laws and stuff on so that's who he's referring to there specifically yeah um, so we're going to read out some scriptures and just, you know, we're going to talk about what they, they teach us specifically about circumcision so Sam do you want to read um, Genesis 17 verses 11 okay it says you were to undergo circumcision and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and you. And I, I read that it, and remembered the fact that God actually made a covenant relationship with Abraham 
and one of the signs of that was circumcision. Every child, or actually every male in his household, had to be circumcised. Yep. Mm. And that's right. That's I've got the same. Basically, that it was a symbol and sign that the Jews were the people, um, or the the Israelites were the people God had entered into that special relationship with. Mm. And as you said, Sam, when he entered the covenant with Abraham, that was laid down as one of you know an eternal sign of that. And actually, yeah. anyone who wasn't circumcised circumcised was considered to have broken covenant mm-hmm. and was to be cut off from the people. Yeah. So is it like a physical way that they could say that they're separated people to God? Yeah. Mm. Um, Romans two, twenty eight to twenty nine. A person is not a Jew who is one only outwardly, nor is circumcision merely outward and physical. No, a person is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is circumcision of the heart by the spirit, not by the written code. Such a person's praise is not from other people, but from God. I think that's that's you know that comes from well you did say Romans didn't you so um and so we see that now for us that circumcision is only a sign in the flesh. It's something that's done to a man's body. But if a man, and specifically us now as Christians, is in a special relationship with God, then something more is needed than that mark on the physical body. And what it is, is you've got to have a certain kind of mind and heart and character. Mm. So that's why it says circumcision of the heart. It's about your attitude. Because mm. you can have that physical circumcision and be religious. And, you know, all the Pharisees would have had it and, you know, just be be dead inside. So it's really about your heart attitude towards mm. God. Yeah. So circumcision... Um, in the Old Testament, that was just a forerunner or a shadow yeah. of what was going to come. And, you know, that's no longer required because our faith um, and separation now to be expressed in how we live our lives. You know, mm. if you love me, keep my commands. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive mm. yourselves. Do what it says. Mm. Um, so, you know, you can see by our lives that we are different. Yeah. Well, I had down that your Jewishness was and your circumcision... Um, are more of an inward thing than an outward. Outward's just the outside, but it's yeah. the inside attitude. And, you know, it, it links in with worship because worship itself is a heart attitude. It's mm. not just actions and behaviours. It's not following some kind of liturgy. Worship's actually, you know, your your heart behaviour. And, you know, the Bible's pretty clear that, that those people who focus on the outside actions but don't have the heart attitude right, they have their praise from people. Yeah. but not from God yeah. and that's pretty important because God's opinion is the one that counts people's opinions don't really count mm. and when you said that just remind me of that scripture as well where God says that these people honour me with their lips but their hearts are far from me mm. um, and you know what you were saying Lena there as well about that obeying the commands that's just you know the next verse we've got 1 Corinthians seven nineteen that says circumcision is nothing and uncircumcision is nothing keeping yeah. God's commands is what counts and that's that scripture, um, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And so it's that circumcision of the heart is devotion to God. Mm. And just that we really, as mankind seems to get really hung up on like labels and differences and all these things that just do not matter to God, but what matters is keeping his commands. Yeah. Like circumcision itself is a cutting away of flesh and a circumcision of the heart is a cutting away of the things that don't need to be there yeah. you know it's 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 moving that on and I liked in 1 Corinthians 7 we read 19 but verse 20 says each person should remain in the state that they were in when God called them yeah. it is again saying 
it doesn't matter if you are circumcised it doesn't matter if you're not circumcised just whatever it is just stay that way but it's the heart attitude the heart, yeah. that counts so we, we you know once we accept Christ we should be having that circumcision yeah. up front that inward attitude of submission yeah. and yeah. obedience yeah. Yeah. good and Galatians 5 6 says for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision or uncircumcision has any value the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love and again, it's just reiterating what we've said. Yeah. Hey? Circumcision is that height devotion of your mind and your life, everything to God. What you're laughing about? I'm hey? laughing because I've said, "Who cares if you're circumcised?" Exclamation <laughs> mark. <laughs> saying it again. <laughs> yeah, it's the same, and, and the same in Galatians 6:15, isn't it? Neither mm. circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything. What counts is the new creation. Yeah. And, you know, as as we said earlier, the circumcision in the body is what some of them were promoting, and that's what caused Paul to refer to them as mutilators um, because that's where they were going wrong. These Jews were regarding circumcision itself as being enough to set you apart for God without having a heart change, without Mm. having character change and all of that. They were believing that you had to do that to be in right relationship with God. And and they also believed that would be sufficient, you know, Mm. with all the laws and stuff, but it didn't matter what's going on in the inside Mm. and the heart attitude. Um, I just want to read Jeremiah 9, 25 to 26. I thought it was really interesting. It says, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will punish all who are circumcised only in the flesh. Oh, that's good. And I thought, oh, that's... That talks about this, you know, that yeah. if you're only outwardly serving God, but you don't have that inward heart attitude, it's like Lena said, you know, you, you're at um, at risk of being one of those people that um, say, Lord, Lord. And I was says, just going to say that. Yeah. I don't know you, you know, yeah, depart from me. Yeah. I was just going to say that first, that that's what I mentioned on Sunday, that there's going to be people who clearly think they're Christians. Lord, we did this in your name, we did that, and you said, I didn't know you. And that would be exactly what you're saying there, Sam, not circumcised in the heart. All right, so let's have a look at verses 3 in chapter 3. For it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. So Paul says that it is the Christians who are truly circumcised. Circumcision is of the heart, inner circumcision. He sets out in this verse there's three signs of real circumcision. So we're going to look at them now. So firstly, uh, we serve God or we worship God by his spirit, in the spirit. Yeah, so what you know, Paul's saying there as well is that... Um yeah, because he said, we who serve God by his spirit, Christian worship is not about ritual, it's not about observing law, it's, as we've said, a thing about a devotion of your heart. And, you know, you can go through all of these outward observances of religion, yet you could still have bitterness and hatred and pride mm. in your heart, couldn't you? And so true worship only comes from that humble, sincere, submitted heart. And uh, I mentioned the scripture earlier that came to mind, and it comes to mind here as well, that these people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. So it's just going through all that outward observance. Mm. I had um, I was reminded of the scripture John four twenty four. It says God is spirit, and his worshippers must worship in the mm. in the spirit mm. and in truth. And that's a capital S spirit. Yeah. You know God, and it also says God seeks these kinds of worshippers. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's your your worship, your service to God is not defined by a geographical location. You know, it's not in a temple. It's actually access to God through the Holy Spirit. And like you said, a matter of the heart, not your external actions. 
If you look at Colossians 2 in particular um, verses 20 to 23 it says since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world why as though you still belong to the world do you submit to its rules do not handle do not taste do not touch these rules which have to do with the things that are all destined to perish with use are based on merely human commands and teaching such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship their false humility and their harsh treatment of the body but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Um, you know, just is talking about the futility of trying to do do works, um, you know, and and rules to to attain relationship with God. You know, our worship of God and our relationship with Him is like guarded and strengthened by the work of the Holy Spirit in us. There's nothing we can do to attain mm. to attain it and to maintain it. There's, you know, we simply lack in any ability you know if you look in the old testament when they were first getting the commands like before moses had even made it down the mountain with the yeah, commandments yeah, they'd already, already broken yeah. the way of the law and god had to come up with a new way yeah um yeah, yeah so that's yeah emphasis is on that heart and that inner man yeah not all those observances that's good isn't it? yep anything you want to add sam um no not really Sorry. Okay, so let's. The next component was our only boast is in Jesus Christ. I think, you know, Paul's saying there as well that that anything we can boast about is not what we've done, but we Mm. boast in what Christ has done for us. And it's Mm. like you're saying, there's nothing we can do to Mm. earn that, it's because of Jesus. So it's not anything that we've done or anything that we deserve either. Mm. It's purely because of who God is and because of His love and goodness and because of His character. And so. Yeah, we yeah. should never, and I think as well, you know, if we were doing it through works and stuff, you'd be, you know, boasting, and I think you mentioned last podcast, Sam, about how people do things to be seen by men and get their reward here, yeah. mm. um, but our boast is in what Christ has done, so that we have nothing to boast about. Yeah, um, I don't know if you guys know, but the word boast quite often means, he's the word, he, um, I think it's Hebrew, halal, which means, you know, to vaunt or to rave or to, to glory and to joy and to rejoice, you know. You know, um, Psalm 44 verse 8 says, In God we make our boast all day long and we will praise your name forever. And I think that's such a great thing. David is boasting about how great God is, raving about how great God is. And if we boast in human things, human things are fallible. They yeah, fail. Yeah. They they have some kind of flaw. But... Um, why not boast in the one thing that does not fail the one person who does not fail Mm. and I was thinking about like what can we boast about like we're created beings what have we attained on our own and the bible says there is a scripture somewhere that talks about what do you have that wasn't given to you yeah Yeah. you know so yeah it's good yeah and Psalm 97 7 the first bit says all who worship images are put to shame but those who um and they're talking about those who boast in idols, things that they've done and quite often in modern times our idols aren't made out of wood and stone. They're yeah. actually things that we put up. Or your job yeah, or, or money yeah. or yeah, yeah. Or our families. Yeah. Mm. And the next part was we place no confidence in the flesh in merely human things. I think what you know we've been talking about the circumcision and, and the Jews they just saw that as a badge like a badge of honor and, and they placed confidence that because of that badge they were yeah. in good standing 
um, with God and you know by the observations of the law as well. But uh, we as Christians can only place our confidence in the mercy and love of God, not in our own performance at all. And you know those those Jews there who were just placing their confidence in that in the law, they were really trusting themselves. Whereas yeah. we as Christians trust God, because as you said, Lena, there's nothing to boast about, nothing that we've done on our own. Mm. Yeah, well, the foundation of our life has to be Jesus and his word. Yes. The only thing, yeah. as you say, Sam, is going to last. We build on anything else. Yep. It's just going to collapse. Yep. Definitely. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm just looking at my notes here and, and thinking about all the... I've written so many times, you know, if you put confidence in the flesh, it's got frailties. It's mm. It's got physical frailties, but it's also got moral frailties and... You know, the passions that we have are not naturally towards God. And, you know, I can't help thinking that back in the day you've got all these people who were, you know, wearing this badge of honour, like you say. And and I think about it in the way that if, if I had two people who were about to operate on me, I needed some kind of surgery. And one has the badge of a doctor but really wasn't very good at it, you know. Um, or one didn't have the badge of a doctor but actually was a very skilled surgeon. I would go for the one that's got the skill, not the one that has the badge. Yeah. You know, and, you know... So it's really about yeah. the appearance of, um, yeah. you know, what looks... You can dress so in the clothes, and, yeah, but unless that. you have the skill, yeah, yeah. it means nothing. Yeah. So we can That's put on the outward appearance, but unless we actually have that um, confidence in Christ, it means nothing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um I put down here that two Corinthians four sixteen to eighteen. Paul's writing about not losing heart. Um, though outwardly we're wasting away, inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Yeah, yeah. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So you know we're fixing our eyes not on what is seen but what is unseen. Since yeah. what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Yeah, that's really good. That's mm. well there. I like it. Okay, so um, circumcision. What is the error that's taken place um, in Philippi that Paul's trying to correct? Well, it's what we've said, hey, that mm-hmm. they were still, these Jews were coming on, still saying that on top of accepting Christ, mm-hmm. these Christians still needed to undergo physical circumcision. That was the error. So they were still missing mm-hmm. the whole point that their hearts needed to... Um, you know, be circumcised, and yeah, so that was the error that they were still yeah. trying to place things that Christ is not sufficient. You need to do this still. They were still, they were saying to people, you still need to keep the Mosaic law. Yeah. And we have people who do that today. They still believe that you need to keep all of the Mosaic law in addition to, you know, salvation. So it's, it's really saying that Christ's work was not mm-hmm. sufficient, it wasn't enough. Yeah. Mm. And why would that be dangerous, Carolyn? Because <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to earn your way to heaven and you'd be accepting a false crossing because you're not really understanding the concept mm. of, of yeah. you know, what he did. Yeah, complete the removal cross. of the power of the cross. And yeah. when you think about it, you're actually making yourself equal with God Yeah. because yeah. my works can attain for me my yeah. salvation. Yeah. You know, and that's, uh, that's the very thing that for me... Um, you know, it took a while to come to salvation and stuff. You know, I grew up going to church, but in religion. And, um, you know, when it came to, when I met David and I got confronted with um, the full gospel, the gospel, mm. um, 
it was just you know when I came the the point at where I came to salvation was where I actually came to the realization one day that I'm actually saying that God didn't have to die for me or Jesus didn't have to mm. die for me I'm good enough because that was my thing was I hadn't done anything that I would consider done and art sin mm. but of course I know that now my thoughts and high attitudes and you know of course I was a sinner yeah. but because I hadn't done what I'd consider the major visible sins that you know I didn't need to and I got quite uptight one day when um, somebody when David took me to a church and um, at the door the pastor shook my hand at the end and he asked what church I went to and I told him and he said oh so you're not saved then and um, I got really uptight you know like oh do you you know and like I'm as good as anybody here and I've seen Christians who gossip and do this and that and I don't do that so hard but it took you know that the Holy Spirit convicted me what I was actually saying was well Jesus thanks very much you didn't have to die for me I've, I'm good enough I've earned my way into heaven because I've been a good girl and you know it was there that I came to repentance and realised that's what I was in effect saying yep um, what would that? What does that look like in our life? You've, you've just touched on that, then, Carolyn. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, like, I was really involved in church ministry work. Um, you know, I could never say no to anything. Um, I would work to that burnout stage and was a complete like yes man. You know, and um, there's a lot of shame, just really driven by that, very performance driven and. You know that, like some of that was coming from my childhood, but a lot of that was just like religion because you had to earn your way to mm-hmm. get, so you had to be good enough. Um, it was just hard work; it was tiring. Yeah, it's awesome. I can imagine. But that—that's what I've got as well. You say, Nina, what it would look like is becoming very legalistic and yeah. um, also very driven because you can and constantly striving. Yeah. And feeling condemned, that whole cycle, like you say, of shame and condemnation, because you're striving, you're setting these standards for yourself, mm-hmm. that if you don't attain that, you're not going to be accepted by God, you're not going to be pleased. And so every time you blow it, which you will, you feel condemned again and think, oh, you're not good enough, and it just goes in a vicious cycle. So mm-hmm. it's really that working to try and earn God's favor. And so in effect, you're living in bondage, it's religion, you're putting all these rules and laws on yourself, and you know, dead works comes out of that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, because those works that you're doing that you think you're doing to serve the Lord you're actually doing to feel better about yourself and to think that you know if I do this it's going to make him approve mm. of me mm. we all know those people where you um, you want to you want to help them or do something nice for them by you know cooking them dinner or something and you say to them no no just sit there I'll do it but they can't help themselves they have to come up and be part of it and, and, and I feel that doing that is a little bit like one of those people who just can't take their hands off and accept the help. They yeah. can't take their hands off and accept that they can't do it themselves, especially someone who's, you know, had an injury. Yeah. You know, you would have felt it a little bit with your shoulder injury a while ago that sometimes you're helpless. And but people let me don't tell you, I'd be happy to sit in there. We see, you know, a lot of people don't, they have yeah, a no, fear that's of a good example of what you're saying, yeah. You know, they, they don't, they don't want to... Was that independent God. spirit, I think, Sam? An independent spirit, yeah. 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 You know, they, they they can't take their hands off to let God and, and to say it's a bit of pride too, you know, yeah. saying God had to do it for me, I I am nothing without and, him. And I think as well sometimes the simplicity of the gospel, we try and complicate it because it mm. is, it's a simple concept but it's a hard concept to accept that 
I don't have to do anything. It's all been done for me. I mean, of course, you have to work out your salvation fear and trembling. You have to undergo your sanctification and character training and all that. But the actual putting you in right standing with God is only through what Jesus did on the cross. And and sometimes that's hard for people to just know it seems too easy. How can it's it just, unconditional? You know, yeah, yeah, I have to do something about earning it. it. Just how can he just accept me? But it's because yeah. when he looks at you, he sees the righteousness of Christ, and and that's yeah. a hard concept for some people to get their head around. Mm, we still so. try and earn our own, you know. Mm. Yeah, Lou, did you have something to add, Lena, or was that just a twitchy hand movement? Twitchy hand movement. Mm. <laughs> trying to work out my gym. <laughs> I was also thinking about the people um, who who these days say, "Oh well, you know, yes, we're saved by grace, but then, you know, we need to keep the Sabbath. Um, we can't have women with short hair. We can't have men with long hair. Or you can't eat bacon." You know, they're, they're trying to, to bring back this Mosaic law. And you see, that goes against scriptures like Galatians. It's for freedom that Christ yes. has set you free because they're putting themselves back under law. And the thing is as well, you know, they might just be taking one or two laws. Oh, we can't eat bacon or we can't do whatever. But if you're going to put yourself under the law, you've got to put yourself, you've got under, to put the yourself under the whole law yeah. and keep it, which you won't be able to do anyway. Hmm. You know, so and you know, they they're these people are more concerned with you know doing the right things than with actually having a healthy relationship with Jesus. Again, it's that outward, yeah. isn't it? Circumcision. It's not of the heart because that circumcision of the heart is that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I think that's. Yeah. That's any that's any gems? Final gems, Carolyn. No. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> nope. All right. Just uh, yeah, just get into the word for yourself. I cannot ever stress that enough that you need to be in the word for yourself. Yeah. Right, well that's all from us right now. Um we'll catch you next week on our on our podcast continuing on well, next fortnight I guess. Um our podcast continuing on Philippians three. So if you want to get in contact with us you can jump onto the website and find us at ww.life house dot net or you can find us on Facebook under slash Lifehouse Ministries. Alright. We'll see you later. Bye. Ciao.